And welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Dawson Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Uh, you get a lot of news stories over the weekend. I want to kind of start with Disney again for just a second. And I need to make you guys realize how twisted up Disney really is. And, you know, we talked about it a lot last week. And now a lot of parents all over the country are canceling Disney memberships, canceling their apps, canceling everything, canceling vacations, and letting Disney know that they're not going to put up with us anymore. But remember, Disney is owned by ABC, and ABC owns Disney, however you want to look at it either way. And Disney's also owned by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. And so they've got really, really, really deep pockets. And I don't think they really care if they have a reduction in theme park attendance. I don't, I really don't think they do. I don't think they really care if they have a reduction as far as revenue being brought into the company because they literally have bottomless pit pockets right now. And their whole goal now is to continue to do the agenda of the new world order. But our goal as Christians should be not to support companies that basically have these perverted ideals and, and all these crazy things that they do on an ongoing basis trying to make everybody think it's okay. Disney's now releasing, and it has already been in the plans to release, the most gay movie they ever had as far as this boy who decides he wants to be in the theater, I mean, with the painted fingernails, the whole bit. And so they're releasing this whole thing now about this boy being queer in order to, I believe, groom younger children to want to be gay. I see it all of the time. And, guys, you know, here's, so here's a couple of articles. Disney's stars have been canceled over negative cultural or political views. And, and it talks about some of the top people. In fact, one of them was Gina Carano. She was fired by Disney and Lucasfilms from The Mandalorian after she received backlash online over controversial tweets. The final straw occurred when she compared the current divided American politics to Nazi Germany. However, the actress didn't apologize for her, tweet, for her tweets. Instead, Carano claimed during an interview with Ben Shapiro that she was let go because she wasn't going to, along with the narrative. They've been all over me, and they've been watching me like a hawk, she said. And I'm watching people in the same production, and they can say anything and everything they want, and that's where I had a problem. I had a problem because I wasn't going to go along with the narrative. Chris Harrison, you know him. He basically was a former Bachelor Nation host. He, re he revealed in October that he was engaged to his girlfriend of three years, and he was removed from hosting duties of the Bachelor franchise after he received a backlash over comments he made defending a contestant. Harrison was accused of offending contestant Rachel Kirkconnell's past racially insensitive behavior during an interview with Rachel Lindsay, the franchise's first black bachelorette. Kirkconnell was Matt James' pick at the end of the season, and the two briefly broke up after the end of the show, but have since reconciled. It just goes on and on. James Gunn was fired by Disney after tweets he wrote about rape, pedophilia, 9-11, and child abuse resurfaced. He was the writer and director of Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was fired by Disney in 2018 after the tweets he wrote 10 years ago resurfaced. Gunn publicly apologized for his tweets and was later reinstated by Walt Disney Studios chairman Alan Horn. Jake Paul, another one, and Disney reportedly mutually agreed to part ways after the YouTuber's antics on the video sharing site became too much. P.D.P.I., formerly known as Felix Kelberg, he was basically a YouTuber. He was fired by Disney subsidiary Maker Studios in 2017 after posting multiple anti-Semitic videos to the sharing site. Now, I'm going to stop for one second. You know, there are videos that are anti-Semitic. That's a fact. There are. That shouldn't be viewed, shouldn't be watched. They're just absolutely awful. But then there are videos which talk about what Israel has done to the Palestinians. That's not anti-Semitic. Those are just basically true stories that are happening right now in the Middle East. Those are not anti-Semitic. 
when you talk about the Rothschild banking cartel and you talk about the international banking elite that they call themselves and the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and all that, and you post stories about that, that is not an anti-Semitic story. That's just telling you who's basically at this point running the show as far as what they're doing. Roseanne Barr was also fired by Disney after she shared an insensitive tweet in 2018. Two months after her show returned to the screens following a two-decade hiatus, Barr found herself basically being politically correct at the center of a social media controversy for a tweet about Valerie Jarrett, a former aide to Barack Obama. Barr tweeted the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. <laughs> the show was canceled, and Walt Disney CEO Bob Iger agreed with the decision. You can't debate what is morally right, Ager said at the time. Now, should she have put that tweet out there? No. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, there's too many, too many people who see things badly with what she said, and it wasn't okay. But that's just, a, that's just to give you an idea of what they do and how they act all the time. And, and guys, listen to me. It's, it's very important that we understand this. You know, we can't have our feelings on our sleeves. If we say something that's politically incorrect but it's the truth – what happened to our First Amendment right? Why can't we do that? What's interesting, Bill Maher, you know, so funny. I'm finding myself quoting Naomi Wolf and Bill Maher now, two extreme liberals. And the thing about both of those people, they have relatively high IQs, and they're questioning the liberal elite leftist weirdo whackbags and what they're doing and what they're saying. And Bill Maher says that Jada Pinkett Smith should have just put on a wig like everybody else at the Oscar because apparently a lot of these women wear wigs. And his lucky alopecia is her biggest medical problem. He dived into the author's controversy on his HBO show this past Friday and said his Pinkett Smith is lucky. That was a bigger complaint. Will Smith resigned from the Academy after slapping Chris Rock over the hair joke. Now, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of go there for one second. And I hadn't talked about this since the last part of last week with Will Smith. But think about what happened with the news cycles when Will Smith did this and how he's been all over the news still right now. And all of the stuff that's happening in the Ukraine, all the stuff that's happening with the international banks and all the other things that we talk about on a regular basis have been put on the back burner. This is what they always do. They want controversial news stories to get people so they don't pay attention to what's really happening behind the curtain. And, and we need to understand that. You know, Klaus Schwab is now telling people this is another crazy story. But, of course, that weirdo, he is saying this is now the time has come for world governments to unite as one and tackle global problems such as climate change, trade, and economic disruption without hindrance or delay, the World Economic Founder and Executive Chairman Klaus Schwab announced on Wednesday. The unelected globalist issued his demand during a keynote speech on the opening day of the World Government Summit in Dubai, saying the world could only be improved by more government cooperation at more levels. No, that's not what he means. He's saying by a single government at the highest level dictating policy to all of the different governments in the world. That's what he wants. Schwab, who called on policymakers for a great reset during the coronavirus pandemic, said the fourth industrial revolution has arrived and enduring change is on the way. He outlined the impact of the fourth industrial revolution accelerates global change in a much more comprehensive and faster way than previous industrial revolutions. Despite the challenges, we have to uphold the responsibility we have towards the next generation through collaborations on a national and global level. In other words, we need to bring in our new world order as quickly as possible under Lucifer. Because he says, and he doesn't want to really admit to this, that he's an absolute weirdo who wears weird clothes and dresses very, really skankily on the beach and he's a sicko. 
He doesn't want to talk about any of that because he basically thinks that he can just do whatever he wants to do and tell the world what to do whenever he decides to tell them what to do. Well, the world right now is in trouble, and we need to understand that. Yesterday, last night, I received a text from one of my nieces in Germany, and I haven't heard from her in a bit. She got married last year, and I guess she was trying to put all of this stuff on the back burner as far as what was going on. But she's telling me right now that you know there's problems with the food supply in Germany. And I'm like, wait a minute. What do you mean there's food supplies in the Germany? She goes, she goes, we have shortages everywhere. This is Germany, the leading economic power in Europe. She goes, this is a quote from my German niece in the supermarket. I'm going to read it to you in her German quoting English because it's incorrect grammar, but I don't want to change it. In the supermarket, it's so much empty. No oats, oil, pasta, toilet paper, flour. And when it's not empty, everything is more expensive. Gasoline, diesel, propane, and electricity. For some people now, it's impossible to pay. And then she goes on to say that she and her husband right now have corona, and it's okay. And I asked her, I said, well, were you vaccinated? She says, yes, we were vaccinated. She says she works with handicapped people, and she has to be vaccinated. She says we had went on honeymoon last year, and if we hadn't been vaccinated, we couldn't fly. But we are no friends from the vaccine. In other words, she doesn't like the vaccines, and she goes, and it doesn't work after you get it. See, this is something that we need to realize that Germany right now is in trouble and it's a, it's a precursor to what they're going to do to the United States. They're telling us all over the world right now that we're about to have massive, massive food shortages. And let me cover some of these facts with you real quick and, and kind of go over them. And, you know, and we need to take a look at this from a realistic standpoint because guys, they're going to control us through food. You know, Austin and I have talked about this on the show for years and years and years that when they bring, when they show up to take you to a FEMA camp or re-education camp, as Hillary Clinton, the witch of Benghazi likes to say, that they're not going to be doing it empty-handed. They're going to say, look, we know you're hungry. We know you need medical care. We know you need food. We know you need water. But, you know, we can't have guns in the FEMA camp or the concentration camp, whatever you want to call it. That's what I would call it. So if you want to hop on the bus, and we're going to go ahead and go to this FEMA camp. There's a movie out, I think it was called The Fifth Wave. And it was funny. It was about an alien invasion of the planet. And all of a sudden, these people are in this compound, and they're basically trying to be self-sufficient. And also the military rides up and says, well, we want to take your children to the, quote, FEMA camp because we have food there. It's a military installation, and we're basically going to take care of everybody. And we have the food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all there. But they wouldn't let the adults get on the buses. They just wanted the children. And they ended up killing all of the adults because, you know, they were basically invading the planet, and they didn't want the adults in the concentration camps, but they wanted to have the children there because they were easier to manipulate, and they were going to use them to basically kill the indigenous population of the planet. You think, well, that's a crazy movie. I didn't say it wasn't a crazy movie. I'm not even going to tell you it's a really great movie, but it's an interesting movie to watch because what they did is they lied to the people in the camps about why they were going to the camps and what they were going to do at the, at the camps. The people who basically got on the last train to Auschwitz, <laughs> gosh, we did that parody on that last summer, take the last train to Auschwitz and I'll meet you at the station. I mean, we, we did a whole parody on that. My buddy Tom did it for me. And the crazy part about this is, is they're not going to lie. They're going to lie to you and tell you that when you go to the camp, you'll be treated very humanely and everything else. It's like the outlaw Josie Wales, you know, where they basically surrendered, you know, the Confederacy, the last remaining soldiers surrendered to the, to the, to the Union and they machine gunned to death basically with, you know, with, with Gatling guns. 
when you go to these places and you do it, they, let me ask you a question. Let's put it this way. If you, in their opinion, you're a troublemaker and you run your mouth and you tell people the truth and you basically are trying to elicit change and you don't want to go along with the program, but yet you have to go to the concentration camp because you're starving and your family is starving, do you really think that when you go to that concentration camp that you're not going to say something to somebody about something that you shouldn't say? Well, it's exactly what happened with Auschwitz. It's exactly what happened on the concentration camps with the Christians and the Jews and the gypsies and anybody who was infirmed or anybody who Hitler, Hitler didn't like, any political dissident got dragged off. If you said something, they just took you out back immediately and shot you in front of everybody. And, and that way, the people who didn't were left didn't want to say anything. They could be used for slave labor. This is the model that was done by the international banking communities who financed the slave labor camps. I mean, you've got to watch that movie from JFK to 9-11. It's a rich man's trick. And you'll understand that Hitler was backed by the international banking community to go into power. They wanted to create enough turmoil in Europe to create Israel and create enough turmoil and basically, how should I say, persecution against the Jewish indigenous population of Germans who are Jewish in, in Europe to get them to want to move to Israel to basically create an Israeli state so they could rebuild the third temple and bring in the Antichrist. It's all about that with these guys. And you've got to understand that that's the basic goal of all of this stuff. But they don't want troublemakers in concentration camps. They don't want you voicing your opinion about what's going on. And we need to realize that this food shortage thing is, is getting very, very real. And I now just read you the quote from my, my, my niece in Germany. Number one, here we go. This is from the article by Michael Schneider. One of France's most important government officials is telling us that we should brace ourselves for an, for, for an extremely serious global food crisis. Number two, Joe Biden recently admitted that food shortages are going to be real, and his administration is now openly using the word famine to describe what's coming. Think about what I'm saying. The Biden administration is worried Russia's invasion of Ukraine will cause famine in parts of the world. White House Council of Economic Advisors Chair Cecilia Roush told CNBC on Friday. Now, what's interesting about this is that you've got to ask yourself a question. How do we go to build back better to we're going to have shortages and food crises and famine? <laughs> I can't even make it up. And, you know, and, I, and, I, and you guys know I am not a fan of Donald Trump. I'm not. I voted for him in 2016. And then I started realizing what he was involved in, how all the, he's putting all these, these these World Economic Forum people into power and these CFR members into power and positions in his cabinet because he really basically was not doing what he said he was going to do. But, you know, what they're doing here is they're creating such a large divide between Biden and Trump that people who, who people don't, who don't even like Trump, like me, are going, God, at least Trump didn't do this. At least Trump didn't do that. At least Trump didn't do this. And this is exactly how they do it, isn't it? I quoted Klaus Schwab many times about what he wants to do with the World Economic Forum, but I've also quoted Otto Kahn and what he said a 100 years ago, how the international banking community, the Kabbalist Luciferians, control both sides of the narrative to get what they want as far as their desired outcome. Look at Tucker Carlson. You can look it up online. Where's a red string around his wrist? He's a Kabbalist. And he, he's being put out there for the alt news to follow. People say, see, look, see, look. No, what it does, it creates friction. You have apparent opposites, and they set it up that way. Now, Tucker Carlson is just like all these other people that have been put in positions of power by the international banking community. You know, you had Angela Merkel. 
You've got Putin. You've got the president of France. You've got the president, you know, the prime minister of England. You've got the prime minister of Canada, all these G20 countries that are all controlled by the central banks. All of their people and all of their presidents are put in the positions of power because they're going along with the narrative of the international banking community. They're creating a one-world government and a one-world religion and a one-world digital currency now. And that's what they're doing with Russia. I'll cover that in just a minute. Now, number three. As reported, the food prices in Germany's supermarkets will soon go between 20 and 50 percent. Rationing has already begun in Spain. Rationing has already started in Greece. The head of BlackRock is warning that this will be a very first time in this generation that they will not be able to go to the store and get what they want. Since this time last year, some fertilizer prices have gone up as much as 300 percent. Number eight, many farmers in Africa will not be able to afford fertilizer at all this year. And it's being projected that it will reduce the agricultural production by up to one reduce the agricultural production by the amount capable of feeding 100 million people. I mean, we're going to have massive, massive famine in Africa again and all over the world again. Number nine, Russia is only one of the biggest global exporters of fertilizer. Number 10, in a typical year, Russia and Ukraine collectively account for approximately 30 percent of all global wheat exports. Half of America's wheat exports usually come from either Russia or Ukraine imports. Half of Russia's wheat imports come from Ukraine or Russia. Other nations rely on wheat exports from Russia and Ukraine even more than America does. Armenia, Mongolia, Pakistan have imported virtually all of their wheat from Russia, and Ukraine must find new sources. But they are competing against much larger buyers, including Turkey, Egypt, Bangladesh, and Iran, which have obtained more than 60% of their wheat from these two warring countries. Now, Russia is saying that they're no longer going to send food or any kind of products to any countries that are not their friends who are standing against them on the international markets. One Russian official is warning that his nation may soon only export friends, as I said, to friendly to food to friendly nations. Number 14, on Friday it was announced that another 5 million egg-laying chickens in Iowa would have to be put down because of the bird flu. The death toll from the bird flu in Iowa alone will be pushed beyond 13 million as a result of this latest incident. Overall, this is what the total national death toll from bird flu looks like. 22 million egg-laying chickens, 1.8 million broiler chickens, 1.9 million pullet and other commercial chickens and 1.9 million turkeys. Number 19, Savannah's or China's agricultural minister has announced the winter wheat harvest in China could be the worst in history. 18, we are being warned of the winter wheat harvest in the United States will be disastrous due to severe drought. All controlled from chemtrails, by the way, and geoengineering. Number 19, during a recent interview, one prominent U.S. farmer stated that most Americans won't like it when your grocery bill is up to $1,000 a month. Number 20, the head of the U.N. World Food Program says that what the planet is now facing is unlike anything we've seen since World War II. Hey, guys, I'm not a prophet of doom, but I'm telling you, this whole thing with this food is how they're going to control the masses and control the population of the planet. This is how they're going to reduce the population of the planet. So be very careful right now. We're selling food buckets like crazy again at healthmasters.com, and we're selling the organic food buckets like crazy. And again, if you don't want to get your organic food buckets or the meat buckets from Health Masters, whatever. At this point, it doesn't matter at this point anymore. We thank you for the support, but at least go to the grocery store while you still can, and I recommend getting organic canned goods, stuff that will have at least one to two to three year shelf life, and use that. Keep it on store. You get beans and rice. Whatever you need to get, get it, and make sure you have it a propane or backup generator source to cook the food if you need to. These guys this time are really, really doing everything they possibly can to do what they can to control the entire narrative on the planet, including the COVID vaccine, which now they have the number fifth and sixth boosters that have already been approved now. 
by by the FDA, by the Drug Administration. Guys, if you think the COVID shots are going to go away, they're not. They're being used to cull the population. The group that runs the planet controls the Food and Drug Administration. They control everything in the federal government at the highest levels. It's the shadow government that we've talked about so many times on this show. That's controlled by the Luciferian Kabbalist group. It's the same group that even though Hunter Biden's laptop from hell has shown that Hunter Biden and, and Ukraine and the, and the different groups there, as far as the bioweapons laboratories, all collaborated to work together to form all kinds of crazy stuff and all kinds of horrible pathogenic products. Doesn't matter. Hunter Biden hasn't been prosecuted. If you and I, if you and I had that kind of stuff on a laptop, can you imagine the flogging? That we would get. Can you imagine how many years we would be in prison? Can you imagine the amount of stormtroopers like they did with Roger Stone would show up in the middle of the night to arrest you and to drag you off into a ditch somewhere never to be seen again? Can you imagine? But Hunter Biden, because he's the son of the president of the United States, and he's probably another Kabbalist satanic weirdo and all of the weird rituals he did with all these women on the doggone I can talk about it on his laptop and all the sick, perverted stuff he was involved in. He's probably one of their heroes. And so he's not going to have anything happen to him. I can guarantee it. You know, look at all the mess that Donald Trump's done, filing all these false papers and all these false, you know, financial statements. They've elected not to, to address it, not to basically even charge him with anything. Because, again, he's marching to the beat of the New World Order, as, as is Biden. And once we understand that, we start to realize – how vast the control by the international Kabbalist Luciferian banking community is. Here's, a, here's an interesting article. It says on March the 31st, the Russia's Radiation Chemical and Biological Protection Force, Igor Kirloff, gave a news briefing about documents that have been seized by Russia forces in eastern Ukraine, including correspondences between Hunter Biden and figures involved in biological research in Ukraine who were financed by his investment firm, Rosemont Seneca. The documents revealed an intent to create a central depository of especially dangerous microorganisms in Kiev, according to Russian MOD spokesperson Major General Igor Koshinov, as well as ways to distribute biological agents via drones. Are you listening to spray it on the population via drones? The Russian Defense Ministry has made public a list of persons involved in creating the components of the biological weapons in Ukraine. The chief of Russia's radiation, chemical, and biological protection told a news briefing that one of the key figures was Robert Pope, the director of U.S. Defense Department's Cooperative Threat Reduction Program at the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, also known as the Noon Ligur Program, TAS. Pope authored the idea of creating a central depository of high-threat pathogens. He pointed out in his letter to Health Minister Yulans Buren, that, you know, in particular, he emphasized her role in providing U.S. specialists with access to Ukrainian biological facilities and microorganisms. He goes, quote, let me remind you what this kind of activity led to, according to the available evidence of pathogenic Madaya weapons were removed from the depository beginning of February 22nd and taken by U.S. military transport plane to the United States via Odessa, Kriloff said. The list of officials involved in the head of this who were responsible are vast. Kurloff drew attention to the Ukrainian branch of the Black and Vet VH Company and his chief Lance Lippincott, the main person of Ukraine's Defense and Health Ministries program, and a whole bunch of people that are involved in the Pentagon and tied together with Hunter Biden. Guys, this thing is so deep and so thorough through our military at the highest levels and to the highest levels of the administration of our government. This is a gigantic cover-up. 
Is this the reason that they haven't put Hunter Biden in jail? Are they afraid he's got a dead man switched somewhere else with more laptops revealing more stuff? Probably. Or he'll run his mouth and whatever. Or Joe Biden will stop cooperating if he gets, if Hunter gets arrested and stop doing his unbelievably insane news conferences and his inability to communicate with the population, even when reading a teleprompter, he can't do it. I mean, is it going to be a complete and total back down as far as Joe Biden wanting to be supporting any of this stuff? I don't know. I have no idea. But the reality is, is that thing in Ukraine with those bioweapons labs, it was really, 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 really bad. And now we have to ask ourselves another question. And this was posed by John Rappaport. He says, was the COVID vaccine fetal tissue obtained by the murder of an infant? Wait a minute. Let's talk about where these stem cell lines came from. All people should be able to obtain a religious exemption from vaccines that contain fetal tissue or use fetal tissue to test the vaccines as was the case with Moderna and Pfizer injections they put into you and so many people that have listened to the people who have been injecting the United States and around the world. Because this process to obtain the fetal tissue is brutal and unethical, the process requires, now listen to this, that an infant, a living infant must be removed from the womb alive and have its organs cut out without anesthesia. The fetal cell line HEK293 that was used in the mRNA COVID vaccines was from an aborted female infant in the Netherlands in 1972 and 73, and the harvest of her kidneys was the direct cause of her death, prior to which she was a living child outside of the womb, and fetal tissue research should be put on trial. Wow, guys, I mean, I know a lot about this stuff. I didn't know this, and my, 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 my hats are off to John Rappaport for revealing this, but they took a live infant, a live birth, and cut her kidneys out while she was alive with no anesthesia and killed the child in order to get these fetal cell lines, you know, 50 years ago. And George W. Bush, who was supposed to be a big conservative, said to continue using the fetal cell lines. This is like Auschwitz stuff, guys. It's like experimenting on twins and experimenting on children and doing horrible things with Dr. Mengele in the concentration camps to Jews and gypsies and Germans and political dissonance just to see how long they can suffer before they die. But to take a living child out of the womb and cut their kidneys out with no anesthesia and basically kill that child to get these research available to them, this is some sick stuff. And I think as Christians, we should have the right to refuse to be injected with this stuff. I really do. I really think that we should have the right to say, absolutely no, we're not going to do it. Now, the Kabbalah-wearing string boy, Tucker Carlson, is saying that Democrats are using the Ukraine war to push the new Green Deal. That's absolutely correct. The far left wants the country off of fossil fuels. I don't know why, because they're burning so clean now. But they are unable to pass laws to implement their new Green Deal. Instead, they are using the conflict in Ukraine as an excuse to advance their agenda by declaring an energy shortage that raises the price of oil and gas, making fuel unaffordable for average people, forcing them to switch to a new control system. The sanctions against Russia are not destroying Russia, but are causing Americans to suffer with high prices. The Biden administration aims to wipe out the U.S. energy sources that include natural gas, coal and nuclear energy. Why would they do that? Well, for some reason, the entities that run the planet, they don't want fossil fuels being burned. They want this new Green Deal. And the problem with that is, and we've done, we've gone into detail about this. You know, they're saying that now that Elon Musk, who put out like 300,000 cars this last quarter, I don't know where all these cars are going, by the way. Every time I go down the highway and I look for Teslas, I see one every so often, but I don't see very many of them down here. Now, you may live in an area that's, you know, a liberal democratic state. You've got a lot of Teslas running around, all standing in line waiting to be charged up 
sometimes for hours on end. But the reality is, is down here in Florida, we're not seeing this. So I'm not sure why they say that Tesla Motor Corporation now is worth more, <laughs> worth more than the than GM and Chrysler and Ford combined. I mean, I mean, I mean, think about that for a second. I mean, why in the world, you know, are we not looking at who these people are? And, and why does everybody love Elon Musk? He's a weirdo. He's not your friend. He's just another World Economic Forum puppet. I mean, why, why does everybody love him? I mean, you know, he, he basically is just somebody out there that's being put as a front guy. Elon Musk is a World Economic Forum, young global leader since 2005, almost 20 years. You know, remember that Klaus Schwab in 2016 explained that everyone will have a brain chip within a decade. This is 2016. And his errand boy, Elon Musk, launched Neuralink in 2017. Does Klaus Schwab want to chip you so you'll have godlike superpowers or does he want to chip you so the world government has total surveillance and control you? You know, Elon Musk is the secret society's largest pawn as far as I'm concerned, as far as how you look at what's going on. Him and Putin are pretty much running neck and neck to bring us into a new world order because they're growing his fan base and making him out to be relatable and likable so that people trust him when Neuralink comes out later this year. Connecting your mind, altering the mind device is terrifying. terrifying. Remember what they have to do. In Genesis chapter 6, it says that these entities that took over the planet, these fallen angels, these Nephilim, were breeding with women. And they were causing every thought of every man to be evil all of the time. Now, I find that fascinating and very interesting. I also find it very frightening. It got to the point where it was so bad that... They had to, God Almighty, when he saw what was happening, flooded the planet and basically took Lucifer out and took out the whole planet and left just a few people alive in the entire world because he knew that there was no way to fix the damaged DNA. Now, again, we've talked about this in depth before, how this neural link will tie you into a D-wave computer, which will allow Lucifer to control your very thoughts and minds and allow every thought to be evil all of the time. I mean, you think about it for a second. If you watch that movie, The Invasions of the Body Snatchers, this is, you can watch the latest one that was done, or you can watch the one from the 50s. It doesn't matter. They're both about the same. And you go into detail, and you start seeing that these people that have been taken over by these alien entities and recast out of a pod, when they see somebody who doesn't have, how should I say, the same frequency or the same energy field, and they know that they're not an alien, they start screaming and yelling and pointing fingers at them. How do you know that's not going to happen with this neural link? When someone sees someone who doesn't have a neural link, they're not going to start pointing their fingers and start screaming. So we come inject them and put a neural link in their brain. Is this where it's going with 20 or 30 years? Elon Musk plans to, to implant chips in human brains to treat neural disorders. Elon Musk's neural link has become recruiting for clinical trial director, bringing it one step closer to developing technology that can connect the human mind directly to these devices. So people think that Elon Musk is your friend. Elon Musk is helping to build a surveillance state around us. And has a major role in the technocratic takeover while also tweeting about freedom. And the masses are eating it up. This we call controlled opposition and cognitive dissonance. Elon Musk said at the World Economic Forum that we need a world government. He and Klaus Schwab want to bring in the fourth industrial revolution where humans become cyborgs and via, via graphene nanotech connections to the AI via the Internet. The government and the AI itself can hack and control you. Think about that for a second. If Elon Musk ran the world, there would be only electric cars that could be shut down by the government with a kill switch, and everybody would have an implant or graphene oxide injection, which connects their brains and bodies directly into the CIA-controlled AI, because AI is a man of the people, and he wants to help you. 
He's just as evil as the rest playing good cop, bad cop, and he wants to microchip people. People really shouldn't trust this guy. He posted his wife, Eli Musk's wife, posted this back in 2019 before the pandemic. Looks like three jabs make you an alien. What? Three jabs make you an alien? About a week ago, Elon Musk confirms he's giving serious thought to building a Twitter alternative. Meanwhile, Elon Musk is working on a decentralized anonymous messenger called Speak. Please carefully read the terms of service and the technical implications of how it's delivered to you. The big issue here is that Elon Musk is a fraud. He is a Rothschild cutout. He's being funded by the Rothschild International Kabbalah Luciferian Banking Cartel. He's a puppet. We know he's a World Economic Forum young global leader, just like Klaus Schwab is another puppet. We know he had a talk with the World Economic Forum in 2022 and said we should have a one-world government. So having an impact like this will purely be a way for the elites to enslave, surveil, and control us. There are no good intentions with any of these people. Always remember that, guys. When a person like Putin, Putin, they say, is worth $200 billion. Now, that's a lot of money. Nobody, I mean, he's one of the richest men in the world. $200 billion. Nobody gets to the billionaire boys club without a nod. Nobody. Either they're a high-level Kabbalist, they're a high-level Mason, they're under the control of the Luciferian elect as far as the people that are running the planet, these fallen angels. They have fallen angel bloodline in them. Something else is going on. When somebody like John F. Kennedy steps up and is elected by we the people and goes into the office and starts to try to do what's right, suddenly he meets with an untimely end. When Ronald Reagan came in and really went against communism and really went against the New World Order at the very beginning of his his presidency, he was shot within a few months in the office. Anytime somebody comes in, they really start to do something. They try to make a change. Uh, they basically are taken out. You remember that one movie, Shooter, when uh, when the one actor is talking to, a, to the, uh, the really good black actor, I forgot his name, uh, Danny Glover, really nice guy. I've met him before. He's a very, very nice man. And what ha happened is he said, he said, every once in a while, somebody will feel that they really can't make a difference and they're going to stand against us. And he goes, when that happens, we just have to kill them. <laughs> we said the movie. And so that's what happens when you really get to the high level of politics. I know I, I talked to Mancow the other day. He was going to run for, the, you know, the governor of, you know, of, 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 of Illinois. And he told me, he said, Ted, I really think in a, in a fair election I could win this, but there's no such thing as a fair election in, in Illinois or Chicago. I said, I know. I told you that when you went into it. So he's backed out now as far as you know, trying to run for the governorship of, of Illinois. Because, guys, if you're telling the truth at the highest levels, you're going to take the heat, and you're probably going to take a bullet. I'm, not, I'm just saying that. And you got to be really, really careful. That's why this thing with DeSantis is such an enigma to me. It really is. I mean, he went to Yale. Yeah, does he skull and bones? I don't know. I mean, they don't really post those people who are involved in that anymore. I mean, is, is he really who he says he is or is he just another pawn? I mean, I really like what he's doing. I really like his stance against Disney World or is he just more controlled opposition to try to create conflict? I don't know. But we got to always ask those questions when we see somebody show up suddenly on the international and world opinion scale like he has. By the way. The M, I mentioned this earlier, the FDA has authorized both the fourth and the fifth COVID, COVID booster shots, just in case you thought it was going to go away. And the FDA has clandestinely authorized the fifth dose for immunocompromised individuals. In other words, when your immune system goes to pot and you can't produce antibodies anymore because you've taken the other shots, you're going to get a fifth shot. 
this day, there remains no FDA-approved COVID vaccine that is available in the United States as Moderna's spike vax and Pfizer's community are nowhere to be found. Meanwhile, the FDA noticeably continues to prove more and more doses of emergency use authorization injections. And again, we've done so many shows on this, I'm not going to go into any more detail, but let's talk about what happened at the Miami Open. This is a carnage. Fifteen fully vaxxed tennis players are unable to finish the contest because of either chest pain or fatigue. This is crazy, guys. The tennis world has reacted with shock after 15 players retired, withdrew from the Miami Open, including the favorites Paula Badoza from Spain and Janet Sinner from Italy. Both played in the Australian Open, which required them to be fully vaccinated. According to this source that listed all the competitors who withdrew, all of them received the experimental kill shot injection. Rafael Nadal recently lost his match in Palm Desert after having chest pain. Other athletes have recently had unusual health issues, including three professional cyclists who recently suffered cardiac-related events, and two of them died, and a 23-year-old Romanian water polo player who died during a game while suffering chest pains. Guys, used to have a problem with a, with, a, with, a, with a professional athlete would get hit on a football field or would fall down with leg cramps or tear a muscle or whatever, but this isn't happening anymore. We're having people basically that are out there who are dying. There's 145 players dead. I mean, where are the physicians? Why aren't they screaming from the rooftops? I said to stop the shot. I mean, this is insanity. What's happening around the world? She goes. I was just. This is this is an article from this is text from Lee Merritt. I was just with a European couple. They said 145 European professional soccer players are dead. This equals the equivalent of 10 teams dead. I mean, think about that for a second, guys. That all these people are dying in professional sports, and these are young athletes. And then you take a look at that food food, food fighters band her man who who died last week, whose heart weighed twice the normal weight of a heart. And now they find out that when you get injected and your heart starts to swell from the spike proteins, it can double in size. So all of these things are happening all around us. But the world continues to watch Kim Kardashian's butt, Will Smith slap Chris Rock upside the head, the war in the Ukraine, because nobody's supposed to look at what's really going on as far as how many people are dying. And then you've got Washington State. They are now pledging. I don't know why anybody lives there. And you guys, if you live there, I feel bad for you. Washington State pledges to end the sale of gasoline-powered cars by 2030. Unbelievable. That, that in Oregon, super liberal states. Washington State aims to be the most ambitious electric vehicle plan in the nation by planning to end the sale of gasoline-fueled cars by 2030. But why don't we talk about Boeing, Washington State? Why don't we talk about Seattle? Why don't we talk about the entire economy of Seattle is run by jets, by Boeing? What do you do with Boeing? Are you going to shut down Boeing? They've had all kinds of problems with the planes, haven't they? All kinds of planes crashing in by themselves, a 737 MAX. Another one crashed last week. It wasn't a MAX, but it was a 737. So is Boeing going to go out of business too? Are you going to try to run everybody out of business in Washington because you're such a liberal state? And, guys, it's crazy to me that this is actually going on in the United States and that we have countries or states that are so liberal that they allow this to continue to happen. In Florida, we're a free redneck state, I guess, and that pretty much, you know, we like to shoot gators and kill water moccasins, and at least if you were raised down here, you learn how to do that pretty quick, or you don't stay alive down here, and you start walking through the woods. And the other day, I was went quail hunting, and we were up close to Tallahassee, and, and I told the boys, I said, I don't want to go quail hunting unless it's like January, and they said, well, why? And I said, well, season number one, and number two, I want to be cold. 
I said, I don't like snakes. And I said, I don't like copperheads. I don't like rattlesnakes. I don't like any of that stuff. And when it's 50 degrees or 40 degrees outside, they're pretty dormant. And barring the fact that you step on one, usually down in a hole somewhere, which is hard to step on them, uh, they're not going to bite you. So I don't want to be going out there and, and wearing all kinds of snake protection. So be careful when you're in the south, especially in Florida, especially towards the Everglades because of all the snakes that are here. I remember years ago, Never forget this. There was a, we had a canal that ran beside our house from Lake Mariana to Lake Jesse. And this thing would get cleaned out every so often by the county, by the prisoners. But in the meantime, it would grow up and we'd have all these water moccasins in it. And I had one one time I tried to kill with a shovel, a big, a big one. And it came out of the doggone canal and, and basically started to strike me. And I ran up the side of the canal and it landed right where I had been standing. It, it tried to bite me. They're very, very aggressive animals. And we need to understand that that's what we have here in Florida. We really do. And we've got all kinds of snakes, including pythons in the Everglades now that eat all the local animals because they were thrown in there by the pet shops and owners who got tired of dealing with these giant snakes and they didn't want to kill them. And so all of this stuff is down here. So we're pretty tough down in Florida. Also talked about that before. If you live in the rural areas. Now, if you live in the big cities like Miami, you don't see any of that stuff. It's, it's an asphalt jungle, just like New York is. But guys, be very, very careful on who you elect into your political positions in your states. It's very important to be very careful in who you put into your school boards and your state. You know, Austin and I went to the school board last year and just, I mean, just raised cane over there because of what they were doing with cultural Marxism and masks. And we actually got the policy changed. The kids don't have to wear masks anymore in the schools. Guys, be that vocal. Be a deterrent. Don't allow these people to come in and do whatever they're going to do to you. Now, here's I want to ask you. There's a couple things I want to talk to you about now, too, about, about, about Putin. You know, let's talk about him and the World Economic Forum. You know, there's several alternative media groups, and I know a bunch of people who really feel that Russian P President Putin is fighting against the globalists, and this is what the Q group has been saying again, that same Q group that got organized to push the narrative about Donald Trump against this group. Now, they haven't really been posting any Q posts, but they've still, they're still available through the CIA working behind the scenes, and they're saying that he's fighting against the globalists and the Kabbalists who are running and following the World Economic Forum the Great Reset Program, and basically are trying to destroy the West. However, you got to realize that Putin is not who you think he is, and we need to realize that you know all of these people who've gotten called, caught up in this Q universe who really started believing this became adamant about Q. We had one lady that I knew. She's a good friend, and she got all wrapped up in the Q, and I kept telling her, it's a psychop, it's a psychop, it's exactly what they did in Russia during the Russian Revolution that the czar wasn't dead, that he was in hiding, the generals were for him, the Russian military was fighting for him, and he's going to soon be back in power, and they subdued the masses by putting all the stuff through the media and through rumors. And that's exactly what they did with Q. Trump was never playing 3,000-dimensional chess. He's a globalist. He was taken out of bankruptcy by Wilbur Ross from Rothschild, Inc. in 1989. Donald Trump was basically doing exactly what he was told to do. He's the one who initiated Operation Warp Speed. He's the one who signed the executive orders. He's the one who shut down the churches. He's the one who basically shut down the companies and the businesses and put 100,000 businesses out of business. Donald Trump did that. It wasn't anybody else. It was him. And now he's still running around pushing the kill shot. And I talked to Wayne Allen Root, who actually came out in a video about a month ago, a couple months ago, and told Donald Trump that he needed intervention to stop doing this because he was losing his base. And now Wayne says that Trump's no longer promoting the kill shot, which I hope that is true because I really like Wayne. He's been a guest on the show before. But we've got to look at what happened with Q. 
and how all the people who were involved in this, my friend who basically I knew really well, got so wrapped up in Q and I told her it wasn't real. She basically got so mad at me, she dissociated herself and said she was no longer going to contact us. I said, okay, whatever. But, you know, we've got to realize who these people are and what happened and how the Q phenomenon was nothing new. It was the same thing they did in Russia 100 years ago and how they're still going to use it to push the narrative about how Elon Musk is great, how Donald Trump's going to make a comeback. And again, I mentioned this. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Donald Trump and Joe Biden are cut from the same cloth. Period. All right. But so many of us are saying, you know, at least with Trump, he tried to do a few things right, which is true. Biden's just all communist. That's all he is. He's all completely controlled. But again, I'm going to say it like I said at the beginning of the show. It's what Klaus Schwab has done, pushing this world economic forum. And it's what Otto Kahn is pushing, this one world government, one world religion. And he said they control both sides of the narrative by creating apparent opposites. That's his quote. So Trump and Biden, I'll give them credit. They've, 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 they've created apparent opposites, create massive friction. And I can honestly say at this point, if we had a fair election in the United States, Trump would beat Biden and Biden would not get a second term in the White House. And so many of you say, well, that's what we need. That's what we need. No, there's no such thing as a political solution to a spiritual problem. It doesn't exist. We need Jesus. We need to go back to our Christian roots. We need to go back to church. We need to go back and start home study groups. We need to get 10 or 15 or 20 people that's working together in small groups and leave the big corporate church, the 5013C Corporation, which has been completely and totally compromised via the Johnson Amendment, the Schofield Reference Bible. We really do. But let's, look at, let's take a quick look at Russia and let's take a quick look at Putin. Number one, Russia's COVID vaccine is the same as those in the West. This is a really good article I'm going to post. Same article, same same mRNA vaccine. Russia collaborates with Big Pharma. The developers of Russia's, Russia's, Russia's Sputnik V vaccine have conducted joint trials with not only AstraZeneca, but with Pfizer and Moderna as well. In October of 2021, Krili Dmitriev, head of the Russian Direct Investment Fund, basically said that he thought the Pfizer and Sputnik injections would be a very successful combination. Number three, vaccine passports are mandatory in Russia. Russia was an early adopter of the vaccine passports. By early 2021, residents were able to receive COVID passports proving their vaccination status. The passports contain a QR code that can be scanned at various venues and allow residents to receive discounts and other, other, uh, other advantages. Number four, Russia is developing its own central bank digital currency. This year, the Bank of Russia began piloting their digital ruble, its version of a central bank digital currency. Now, I'm also going to add, Russia's central bank is Rothschild control. People need to understand that. Russia's COVID lockdown was just as strict as the West's COVID lockdown. You know, Russia is doing exactly what they're being told to do with the COVID narrative. And when you understand that, it starts to make more sense as to why Putin would invade the Ukraine. When they do this, and then Putin basically divests himself from the U.S. dollar and starts selling his oil and rubles, it's basically breaking down the hegemony of the U.S. dollar as a world reserve currency. And when you understand that, you start to realize that's what's going to push us into the new world order with a one world currency. Putin has declared his support for globalization and Agenda 21. Last month, Russia and China issued a joint statement on the international relations, entering a new era and a new global sustainable development in which they express support for globalization, Agenda 21, Vaccines, here we go, pandemic control, 
financing for climate change, the digital economy, and more. Here are some key snippets from the report. The ongoing pandemic of the new coronavirus infection poses a serious channel for the challenge to the fulfillment of the United Nations 2030 agenda. This is for Putin, for sustainable development. Remember, the United Nations is a Rothschild creation after the League of Nations failed. It's all from the international bankers. It is vital to enhance the partnership relations for the sake of global development and make sure the new stage of global development is defined by balance, harmony, and inclusiveness. Second quote, in order to accelerate the implementation of the United Nations 2030 agenda, the sides call on the international community to take practical steps in key areas of cooperation, such as poverty, food security, vaccines, (laughs) financing for development, climate change, sustainable development, including green development, industrialization, the digital economy, and infrastructure connectivity. Guys, they sound exactly like Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum. And Putin is close friends with Henry Kissinger, the known mass murderer, which I've met before. He's a real weirdo. And, you know, he's a long, friendly – Putin has a long, friendly, standing relation with former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, who's like 90 years old. And I have no idea why he's still alive. Well, yeah, I do, but we can talk about adrenochrome in another other day. According to Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov, Putin and Kissinger communicate all the time, taking the opportunity to discuss pressing international issues as well as exchange opinions on global perspectives. Apparently, Kissinger has been a frequent guest in Russia since Putin took over in 2000. In 2007, Putin appointed Kissinger to co-chair a bilateral working group aimed at improving U.S.-Russia relations. Kissinger and the team that accompanied him to Moscow were all high-level Masons. I'm going to repeat this. Kissinger and the team that accompanied him to Moscow were all high-level members of the Council on Foreign Relations and probably Masons. One of the prominent Western think tanks leading in charge of the New World Order is the Council on Foreign Relations, brought to you about after the failing of the League of Nations by the Rothschild Banking Cartel. Kissinger is also a member of the Bilderberger Group and the Bohemian Club, where all the queers get together with all the whores, and they basically have a big old party under the redwood trees out in California. You guys can look up the Bohemian Club and understand who these weirdos are. Henry Kissinger has been the Bohemian Grove multiple times as have pretty much all of the presidents of the United States, with the exception, I believe, of Donald Trump. I don't think he had any record of him ever having been there. Putin has ties to the World Economic Forum. Putin has been attending events organized by the World Economic Forum since the early 1990s for over 30 years. Last year, 2021, the World Economic Forum led head Klaus Schwab invited Putin to give a special address at the World Economic Forum meeting held in Davos. During his address, Putin called for more testing and vaccines as measures to combat the coronavirus, stating that, quote, it is essential to join and coordinate efforts with the world in countering the spread of the virus and making the much needed vaccines more accessible. We need to help the countries that need support, including the African nations. I'm referring to expanding the scale of testing and vaccinations. In other words, African nations. Now he's talking about eugenics again. He wants to directly pick on the African nations now to try to kill a bunch of people in Africa. This is sick. These people are sick. They're hardcore satanic racists is who they are. And then he went on to emphasize the role of central banks, Putin did, and rebuilding global economies affected by the pandemic and what was seemingly an endorsement of Schwab's Great Reset Agenda. Here's his quote again. So the key question, the key question today is how to build a program of actions in order to not only quickly restore the global and national economies affected by the pandemic, but to ensure that this recovery is sustainable in the long run relies on a highly quality structure that helps overcome the burden of social imbalances, 
Clearly, with the above restrictions of macroeconomic policy in mind, economic growth will largely rely on fiscal incentives within state budgets and central banks playing the key role. He just promoted the Rothschild banking cartel key banks. Schwab even claimed that Putin was a member of the Young Global Leaders Program, along with Angela Merkel, Justin Trudeau, Tony Blair, Bill Gates, Zuckerberg, and Emmanuel Macron, along with Elon Musk. All these guys are tied together in all of this stuff. So, guys, this is unreal. Putin's war in Ukraine is accelerating the rise of central banks and digital currency all over the world. Guys, is this what was being done to us with this war in the Ukraine? Remember, they have not nuked anybody in the Ukraine. They have not. It has not turned into a global conflict. It's been a regional conflict in that one country. But how much of the media is completely and totally overwhelmed by what's going on in the Ukraine? And when that wasn't enough, when it was losing steam, they had to go ahead and bring Will Smith in to clap, snap, slap Chris Rock. I mean, think about this for a second. You know, back in the 60s, you guys don't remember this, but unless you were around back then, I do. Uh, when we had the Russia, when we had the space, when we had the Apollo go up to go to supposedly the moon, which I don't believe it ever happened. I believe this was a giant psychop. And the Apollo 11 went up, then 12, then 13, then 14, then 15. Finally, people stopped watching the TV. It stopped being a psychological operation that was effective. Now, I believe we've been to the moon, but I don't believe it was with Apollo. I believe that was a whole show brought to us by John F. Kennedy, who they kind of did that to mock him, because I really believe that Kennedy wanted to do that with the Apollo rocket program, because the stuff and the technology that we got from 1947 and Roswell is so much more advanced than anything that they've ever shown us with a space shuttle with the Apollo rockets. I mean, with the Apollo rockets, you think about this for a second. This is 1920s German, German rocket technology. I mean, it's over 100 years old. Are you telling me that, you know, we still have to use you know, rockets to burn, to put stuff in the orbit and the payload up into orbit. You know, Russia's now saying they're no longer going to cooperate with the, you know, with the space station. Does that become just another big economic burden that doesn't do a whole lot? I mean, we have anti-gravity technology on some of our fastest airplanes now in the United States, according to some top generals and officials in the Air Force. Anti-gravity technology and these types of systems are turned on after these planes are taken off to to allow them to have extended flight times. Guys, the technology that we have in our military and the technology from this quote-unquote shadow government that we have is so advanced that it makes what we have that they show us completely and totally obsolete like we're back in the stone age it really is and the war in ukraine is great basically basically aiding in the great reset and we understand it and when we see all of this and we understand all of this we start to realize you know why we're in the situation that we're in. And by the way, that article I just read part of was by Ryan Matters, 10 Reasons to Question the Putin versus Davos Narrative. I want you guys to read the whole thing in detail. But listen to me, my friends. When we understand what's really going on, and we understand this is not a battle of flesh and blood, but of entities in other dimensions, and if you want to call them aliens, go ahead, because they're not from around here. Okay, They don't look like us unless they bred with us. And we have to understand who they are and what they're doing then we understand this battle has been going on for a long, long, long time. And when we had the multiple, when we had the giant fractal timeline reset with the flood, when God had enough and he pulled the continental plates apart, he broke up the ley lines, he turned off all the you know, pyramid transmitters and all the things that he did from that, they've come back again and they've done the same thing now for thousands and thousands of years to set up their infrastructure on this planet again, the same group. Then God set the fractal timeline over again with Jesus to allow us to come directly to the throne room of God Almighty himself through the blood of the Lamb, through a covenant with Jesus Christ, that completely changed the fractal timeline again. And now 
with the third coming, the second coming of Christ, it'll change the fractal timeline again. But in the meantime, we're having to deal with all of this mess. That's why it's so important to understand that you've got to keep your hearts and minds in Christ. You've got to pray every day. I had the opportunity this morning, as I do every day, to pray for you guys. I prayed a special prayer for all of the folks that support Health Masters, support this show. Because if you think it's easy to come out with this type of information, you know, I heard old Robert Schuler, I didn't really care for him very much. He was a pretty rude dude. But he did say one thing one time that was a pretty good statement. He said, even a dead fish can float downstream. So if I'm swimming with a current and I'm just doing what everybody tells me to do, I'm not going to take any heat. Now, you may not have agreed with everything that I covered today, but guys, it doesn't make a whole lot of difference if we don't agree on everything. We just have to agree on the basics. And the basics are that this world is under control by demonic entities. They're trying to open up portals of these entities through CERN. They have all kinds of weird things happening all over the world with people disappearing by the millions. And what's happening to all those people? Are they being sacrificed? Probably. Are they being brought down to deep underground bunkers through cave entrances? Probably. I don't know what's going on with it, but we're seeing all this. This is happening all the time. Even in the national parks, we're seeing it. Guys, it's a major problem with this group that are running the planet right now. And if we don't realize who they are and understand that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against all of these principalities in these high places, these other dimensions, it won't make any sense to us. That's why it's so important to keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord, because he's the only answer we have. Guys, listen to me. We're only going to be here for a short period of time, and then we get to leave and get to be with God for eternity in heaven. That's our reward. I love you guys. I really appreciate you. Thanks again for your support of Health Masters. Awesome to be back with us again tomorrow. I love you guys. I appreciate you, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.